Hello, and welcome to a Committed Life Podcast. This episode's titled, There's a Monster Inside Me, But I'm Not a Monster. For most of my life, I've struggled with the idea that I, I felt like and saw myself as a monster. Couple that with self-esteem as low as dirt and a total lack of self-confidence. And it's <clears throat> fair to say most of my life has been an exercise of self-loathing. And I resided in a prison built by my own fear and hatred of what my perception of myself was. I've always been attracted to individual sports and endeavors. And I believe that they truly expose the demons inside of us for ourselves and for the world to see the solitude in a long run or the training it takes to be a wrestler requires us to look inward and i'm not sure had i not had experience as a wrestler or had started to uh, begin to train and run on my own that i ever would have gotten to this point you're alone with your thoughts when you do this And you can't run, you can't hide, and you can't blame others for the decisions that you make. So it's important for us to have that time alone so we can identify and see where we're at. So for most of my adult life, I made my demons stronger. I fed them. Those demons inside of me began as a young kid and manifested into what I would eventually see as a giant monster. And I saw myself as a disgusting, unworthy shell of a human being. The monster was all I could see, and I fed this monster by overindulging in food, drinking alcohol, chewing tobacco, engaging in negative self-talk, and ignoring the opportunity to choose joy over misery because I didn't feel I deserved anything better than being unhappy. When I'd look in the mirror, I saw a disgusting monster. That, that would only dis, that I could only describe as, as disgusting, unworthy or, organism that scared little kids and looked like a circus freak. That's literally how I saw myself every day of the majority of my adult life and even a lot of my young life. When I looked beyond the surface and I saw a, I saw a flawed human that didn't deserve to be loved and should be punished for, for wasting a life. It was, God, it was a vicious, unrelenting hell that I was living. Even with positive people around me and positive influences and people that cared about me and loved me, and I've said this on podcasts before, I still couldn't get past those demons. I still couldn't get past the negative thoughts and the negative things that were making up my life. There was no escaping my self-pity. Not only could I not escape it, but I hated myself so much I was convinced I didn't deserve to be anything other than a monster. I had become so overwhelmed, so beaten down, so broken that I'd given up and was convinced that there was no point to life and no joy to be had. The best moments of my life had generally been wasted on me because I was so miserable. I mean, think about that. I had truly joyful things in my life. I'd been married. I'd been, uh, you know, I'd had... We'd had grandchildren born into our family. Um, we had, uh, you know, I was named a coach of the year, a principal of the year in, in districts. Um, so those things were, were huge moments in my life. And yes, I, I felt pride for them for a short while, but not long. I mean, I just, um, 
I, I was so miserable I couldn't enjoy those things. And and it's just weird, right? It's weird that even though people showed us love and, and, and people showed us that we were worthy, that I still in my mind, because of my 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 own visual of myself, my own representation of how I looked and how I felt was so warped by by what it was going on in my life that it had affected me this much. My heart had become hardened. I mean, even the death of my mother couldn't be grieved properly because that monster controlled me. It, it was so strong. That monster was so strong. Um, and it was only being fed by negatives in my life. And, and I, and I would look, I look back on it and that monster I'd manifested in my mind was in complete control. Hopelessness became expected and familiar friend. It was with me all the time. There's a American aquarium song. Lonely ain't easy. Uh, lonely ain't kind, but lonely won't leave me. She's a good friend of mine. And I, I, I personally believe that was, you know, me and my monster, you know, you replace that. That's how I'd become. And so I struggled, right? And, and daily, and, and it just doesn't, it, it, rational mind doesn't make sense. Uh, you know, I was a educated person. I had a master's degree, an ed specialist degree. I was a leader of people, but I was struggling with these things for my own self. The monster I felt I'd become was so large and powerful that there was no possible way that I could defeat it. This way in my life, I, I, had, I hated myself, right? I, I hated life. I hated waking up most days. I hated seeing others live and enjoy their lives. I, I mean, hate, hate, hate. I mean, a giant freaking monster of hate is what I was. You know, I, I had envy, and I, I heard somebody talking about envy the other day on a TikTok or something and, and saying that envy wasn't about anger. Envy was was uh, was about, um, you know, being jealous, basically, right, of others. You know, we, uh, I guess that's not what I'm, the right word. I guess, uh, you know, we're frustrated with people, we're angry. Um, that's, that's really comes down to envy. And so I, I kind of just think about those things as I'm, as I'm working through my feelings. I can't really tell you when my, my mind began to shift. I mean, I know the time frame, and I know I was tired, tired of the hate, tired of the misery, tired of the hopelessness. I remember that. I, I can't give you like the specific watershed moment, but I couldn't and wouldn't live this way anymore. So a shift began to take place in me, and it began to take place little by little. And before I go on, it's important for me to come back to the the title of this episode. There's a monster inside me, but I'm not a monster. I firmly believe even the best of us have a monster or a demon that bubbles below the surface in all of us. And we are one event, one poor decision, one bad interaction with someone from allowing it out of its cage. And the, the real difference between those who let that monster um, out to run loose and those who keep it caged is a commitment to a healthy life, being confident in who you are, and strong enough to ask for help when you need it. So, so again, like I, I, I want to make sure we understand that part, or at least you hear my philosophy, I guess. You know, the difference between those who let that monster run loose and those who keep it caged is the people who keep it caged are committed to a healthy life. They're, they're committed to being confident in, in who you are and 
strong enough to ask for help when you need it. And then when I look at those three things, I wasn't doing those things. I was letting the monster out of the cage and that monster was just stomping around, running loose, um, you know, in my life. So this monster inside of us, like anything else, feeds on lots of different weaknesses in our character or in our mind. So monsters scare us and, and they control us with fear because all the, all they have to, uh, I mean, they control us with fear and that's all they have. So once they identify that we have fear, you know, it's, it's all a psyche thing, but once it's identified, they use their friends to gain control of us. So when I talk about uh, this monster and this monster's friends, it's lots of different things, which I'll get to in a bit, but they use those things or that we, we, uh, that our psyche uses those things to control us. And when I said earlier that my shift took place little by little, it happened by an attack on one small piece of the monster, one small piece inside of me, that monster inside of me, I had an addiction to tobacco. And it was the most easily recognizable thing, and it was and it was the most easily measurable thing I could I could go after, right? I could beat it because I either chose to quit, and I could count those days, right? Okay, one day of not chewing, two days of not using tobacco, three days of not using tobacco, four, and I, I could count those, and I could see progress, right? And and I didn't engage. So uh, the, the process of the days I didn't engage in the behavior, you know, uh, so if I didn't do it, I'd see progress. If I did do it, I, I, I'd see progress. Either way, I could see, you know, whether I was progressing or regressing. So once I got about 30 days in, I began to realize that the monster wasn't a single entity anymore. Like it, it wasn't this big thing that was that controlled my life. It wasn't just one thing. It was made up of several smaller demons. And this was a revelation that I, I didn't see coming. I, I, w- I want to be honest. This is something that that really shocked me. And it shouldn't. I mean, it really shouldn't have. But I didn't think I had as many issues as I did. I simply felt that, okay, I'm overweight and I chew tobacco and I'm, I'm going to beat one of these things or two of them and I'll be fine. You know, th- this will get rid of my problems. So <clears throat> I, I started, like I said, I started this assault on tobacco and I was, it was giving me confidence. The more days that I went without using it, it gave me more confidence. It built my self-esteem. And through this struggle, I was able to reflect and gain some real clarity on my life. And I use that word a lot, clarity, but it really is true. I was starting to recognize the demons that made up my monster, right? And I was starting to realize that this monster had lots of little friends that made it strong, and I was giving it a lot of power and more power than I should. And so a shift was taking place because of this. And I wasn't a monster. I began to realize I'm not a monster. That monster, there's a monster inside of me was much bigger than I thought and I couldn't attack it all at once. And so I'm, I'm really starting to work in my mind now and figure this out. I had to be strategic. I had to find the demons that made up this monster. I could then and find the ones that were most easily easy to attack, right? Like I think lots of times when people go to quit something, they, they attack the wrong thing. They attack the whole problem instead of the little pieces of the problem. And then when they don't have success and it doesn't meet that vision that they want right away, they give up. And I was guilty of that too. So 
you know, I found the ones I could most easily attack. That helped me build momentum. And then I began to crush them one by one by one by one. And I made, and, and along the way, I realized I had lots of different demons. Like I had demons to addiction. I truly, I know I was addicted to tobacco. I, I know, know I had a food addiction. Um, and probably, you know, I don't think I was an alcoholic, but I think there was, I was borderline. I think that I, I was addicted to booze. Like I, cause I used it as, as a coping mechanism. You know, I realized I had other demons. Low self-esteem was a demon. Lack of confidence was a demon. Guilt was a demon. Grief was a demon. Fear was a demon. Depression was anxiety. All those things were demons that contributed to building this huge monster that I couldn't overcome because I just saw it as this one big thing. Well, it was time to cut this monster off at the knees and to stop it from and to stop it and and I wanted from stomping all over my life and controlling who I was and who I wanted to be. So this perspective has been the most effective way for me to address my issues. When you begin to get real with yourself, that's the first sign that you have a real chance, a real chance for change. I know my journey and struggle with my monster will never be over. As I said before, it will bubble below the surface for as long as I live. But now that I have recognized the things that make up this monster, developed a plan, and become truly committed, I can keep this monster at bay and begin to enjoy my life. I mean, and that's what it's really about. And that's what this whole transformation is about. Yes, do I want to be healthier? Yes, am I happy that I've lost over 300 pounds? To date, I've lost about 308.2 pounds. And I think... Um, you know, those things are important and I'm running and I'm joining an exercise, but the real joys in life, the joys and the, and the memories you make with, with family and, and friends, and more, those are the things that really allow you that we're talking about when we're talking about joy in life. So the important thing to walk away from this is don't ever give up. I've been fighting this monster for 48 years and it took me 46 years to stop being a victim. And as long as you're breathing, you have time to change and, and to live a committed life. I don't care if you're on your deathbed and you decide to live a committed life for the next 15 minutes and you're not going to curse or take alcohol or have a negative thought or whatever, and you're going to live a committed life for 15 minutes, then, man, you lived a committed life for longer than some people will ever live one. So don't allow you know these negative thoughts to get into play. Become the person that lives that committed life. And always remember, when your commitment's greater than your feelings, you get results. Thanks for listening this week. Share this out. Uh, leave some feedback for me. Share it on your pages. Uh, hopefully, you know, the whole point behind this podcast is to, um, number one, keep me in check, keep me in line, and allow me to reflect and share my experience. But number two, it's hopefully out there to help somebody. And, and uh, it doesn't just have to be obesity related. It can, it, it, you know, I think it speaks to addiction. I think it speaks to our own self-esteem and our own struggles. Uh, so I think it's important for us to, to share our experience with people and tell our story. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll hit you up next week.